Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. This is You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast, 1101B. The Bs are always great guests, and Steve, and I may mispronounce his name, but I think it's Triziak, and Anthony Mazzarelli wrote a wonderful book called, guess what, Wonder Drug. Um, But I'm going to let him tell you what that Wonder Drug is, um, and we're going to talk to him about why this is such a Wonder Drug. But first... I should tell you, we are, as usual, sponsored by lifesfirstnaturals.com, naturals with an S.com, the makers of both TrueBiotics and Bovine Colostrum. You can go to their website, lifefirstnaturals.com. Please do so and look at the randomized controlled trials showing the benefits of each of those. Bovine Colostrum is one of my favorites. Um, I do take it every day, two grams. Why? because it decreases the gastric and intestinal problems um, caused by uh, strenuous exercise, which, as you know, I do, as well as by non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs um, shown in randomized double-blind trials. But go to their website, see what you think about it. Dr. Treziak, um, who is a physician scientist. He's professor and chair of medicine at the Cooper Medical School at Rowan University. He's chief of medicine at Cooper University Healthcare in Camden, New Jersey. He's a practicing intensivist, as I once was, and an NIH-funded clinical researcher um, with more than 120 publications in peer-reviewed journals. Um, so, Dr. Treziak, thank you. And what caused you to write Wonder Drug? Well, let me share with you what the Wonder Drug is, just so, so we don't have your listeners in suspense. It's serving others. And what we've done, Anthony Mazzarelli and I, we've curated the scientific evidence. There are over 250 original science peer-reviewed research studies that are curated uh, for this book. And it's the evidence that serving others is the best medicine for yourself. It has beneficial effects for your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, uh, happiness and well-being, even your professional success. And we came to this by um, our initial work. We studied compassion in the healthcare setting in a prior project. And we look at things that are traditionally viewed through an emotional sentimental lens or perhaps a moral ethical lens. And we examine them through the lens of science. And so what we share with you is just evidence-based. It's not what we believe or what we uh, think. It's not our opinion, but it's what we found in a journey through the evidence. And in our work, and specifically we were studying the effects of compassion on burnout, in healthcare workers, which you're likely familiar with. And so what the, what we found is that the evidence actually shows that when healthcare workers have more compassion for patients, not less, and the fulfilling relationships that flow from that, it actually promotes resilience and resistance to burnout among healthcare workers. And we got stories from far and wide after we published this in a prior book of ours called Compassionomics. And after receiving all these um, other 
uh, stories. And, and I actually went through burnout myself and I found that compassion for uh, patients leaning in rather than pulling back and detaching was actually the antidote for my own burnout. And after getting stories from far and wide from other people who have had the same experience, we said that this can't just be true for healthcare workers, uh, that it's more likely a common thread and perhaps even a universal. So what we did is we, we uh, went pivoted from one big question, which is, does compassion really matter in the context of healthcare, to does serving others matter for everyone everywhere, uh, far outside the healthcare domain. Um, and we extended our research beyond the healthcare domain to test if serving others is beneficial um, for everyone. And essentially the big question in Wonder Drug is what is the evidence-based way to live your life? And so we curated all the evidence. So let me, let, let's, let's, let's hone in on some of that now, if you will. Um, so we should say that you can find out more about this by wonderdrugbook.com, wonderdrugbook.com. Um, let's go and talk about healthcare workers um, and your own burnout, if you will, and then how you teach serving others. So all of the healthcare professions, as you have said, are suffering from a shortage of workers and people retiring, resigning, going to other professions because of burnout. So um, how do we teach the wonder drug and overcome the current issues of burnout? Well, what we found in... Um we provide in Wonder Drug an evidence-based prescription, a seven-part evidence-based prescription for serving others better, how to raise our game essentially in serving others and to uh, realize all the benefits. So number one is start small. You don't need a total life upheaval. If uh, You don't need to quit your job, move to a third-world country, and start hauling water from a distant well. In fact, what the research supports is that we just need – simple prism changes, what we call a personal paradigm shift, and not to change our surroundings, but to change how we interact with our surroundings and all the people who are in our orbit. So it starts right at home. It starts with the people right around us. And research points to a threshold effect of 100 hours per year of serving others, which comes to 16 minutes per day on average. And so we call it the daily 16. So you may want to chunk it together and do two hours on a Saturday for uh, an ill family member or, ser or help a friend or serve a, um, a good cause or organization. But on average, what the research supports is 16 minutes a day uh, to reap the benefits. Number two is to... Well, wait a, sec wait a second. Wait, hold on. Now, don't physicians and nurses spend every day and most minutes every day serving others? yet they have a huge burnout, even though they serve others every day. How do we, and, and that's true of, of medical assistants, et cetera, how do we get um, an extra 16 minutes of serving when we're already serving others, eight or 10 or 12 hours a day? I'm sorry, that, that was, uh, healthcare workers was our prior project, not our current project. And so what I'm- No, but it's the same issue. No, I understand. So uh, what I was taught in medical school 
uh, in the early 1990s was uh, don't care too much uh, because too much caring, too much compassion will burn you out. And that was based on early 90s uh, science, which actually really was opinion and it was anecdote uh, and there was very little research. And I believed that for 25 years and until I went through burnout myself. And so I'm a research nerd by background and I went to the literature to find out, well, what's the cure for burnout? And I saw some things like um, what I called escapism. Like if I just took as much uh, vacation as possible, got away from my patients as much as possible, that uh, burnout would lift and good cheer would magically replace it. And I wasn't buying it that the cure for burnout would be an escapism because I thought that something fundamentally had to change at the point of care. And that's when I actually went through the evidence myself and found that what the research shows that there is in fact an association between compassion and burnout, but it's inverse, inverse. So if what I was taught in medical school is true, too much compassion, too much caring burns you out, then you would see high compassion, high burnout, low compassion, low burnout, which you actually see in the scientific evidence is the opposite, the inverse. It's high compassion, low burnout, low compassion, high burnout. And what I, uh, my hypothesis is the why behind that is that when you care about patients and they know that and they can feel that, then you have the relationship that flows from that and you get the good part about taking care of patients and you get the fulfilling part of taking care of patients. And if you don't do that, if you don't have that, then all you actually have is a really stressful job. And so what the research supports is that the people lowest on compassion are at the highest risk of burnout under the same amount of stress. So um, one of the things that your book goes into is this um, way of trying to, um, if you will, improve compassion um, and uh Go into a little more of this other than the 16-minute the rule. Sure. So other ways, and, and now I'm not talking about healthcare. I'm talking about beyond healthcare and, and uh, everybody everywhere in a general population. So the, six, the daily 16 uh, is uh, part of the first part of the evidence-based prescription, which is start small. The second part is be thankful. You might have heard that an attitude of gratitude is good for you, but why? Well, there is abundant evidence, in fact, a, a meta-analysis that has shown that gratitude in uh, relational gratitude for people in your life or specific people makes uh, people more prone to be what Dr. Maz and I call a live-to-giver. It actually promotes what they call pro-social acts, which is just a research term for kindness. And so be grateful, be thankful is an important part of that. Be purposeful. We have to ask the right questions and keep our eyes open to all the people in around us that are potentially in need of help and service. And, and those are empathy opportunities for us. Uh, those are opportunities for us to serve and make meaningful, purposeful differences for other people. We also, the next part of the evidence-based prescription is to find common ground. I know that in 
that currently it feels like we're more divided and polarized than ever. But if we block out a large swath of the population because they don't think like us, what that does is it blocks out a number of opportunities to connect and to serve others. And then the last two, uh, or the last three actually see it. We need to be able to see the effects of our helping. We need to have a direct line of sight into the people that we help and serve to see what those benefits are, because that's what uh, gives us so many of the um, beneficial effects uh, through the mechanisms um, that we talk about in the book, but also that makes it sustainable. So it makes our giving and our serving others sustainable. Uh, number six is elevate. So that is when we're surrounded by people who have, um, uh, by moral excellence and heroism and, and people who go above and beyond for others, it gives us an emotional um, uh, feeling of uplift, which researchers call elevation. And when we are surrounded by people who give us elevation on a regular basis, it makes us want to be better and to serve and to give better. And lastly, we need to know our power. And so when people who are at the end of their rope are met in the moment by someone who cares, that can resonate and reverberate and go into an echo chamber and go on and on. And it's, and it's although the act of kindness from the giver may be forgotten soon thereafter, the receiver may never forget it. And when you know your power and you know your ability to impact people's lives, not just in the moment, but perhaps forever through something that they'll never forget, it makes you want to use it every day. So that's the seven-part evidence-based prescription. Um, we really appreciate what you've done. You've got the scientific basis outlined of the wonder drug. I'm still, and if you um, uh, will f forgive me for looking at the medical environment again, but um, I'll, I'll take my own uh, case. When I, I see four or five patients in executive health, no problem, I can give and be compassionate and am not burned out at all. But when I see 19 patients on my usual Friday, which is what I do, trying to keep the medical record up to date, and I'm literally getting there at 4 a.m. to be able to do chart review before I see people and finish at 5.30 or 6, and then often have to argue with insurance companies over uh, prescriptions and drugs and uh, prior approvals, I am, no matter how much I'm giving, and I consider giving it, I am exhausted and burnt out on that Friday. And I see this in our primary care colleagues. I'm not even talking about the, the specialists. Um, my wife, who's a developmental pediatrician, does the same thing and argues or persuades insurance companies for about two and a half hours, three nights a week. She works on getting the prescriptions approved for um, developmental kids. And I see this now, we're old enough, we're not going to quit or, or um, have enough rewards from the compassion that we're okay and limited as doing this in limited quantities. But I see more and more of my colleagues being burnt out by the rigors of the schedule. Um, and 
they consider, and that's what I'm saying, they consider them giving themselves every day. How do we modify that? So much of what you talked about that drags you down and burns you out is actually not taking care of patients. It's everything else that 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 revolves around that. Uh, the, electric, the electronic health record is one thing that you mentioned. Uh, another thing they mentioned was uh, insurance authorizations. Well, let's just talk about electronic health records for a minute. So there's no doubt that electronic health records save people's lives. That said, there is an unintended consequence of a um, time burden and what it what it translates to, especially for a lot of the primary care uh, patient, uh, physicians that are in my group, is that they uh, spend what we call pajama time, meaning they're either very early in the morning or very late at night in the electronic health record. Well, we decided we we needed to do something about that. Uh, and my colleague uh, and co-author Anthony Mazzarelli is the co-CEO of our health system uh, here at Cooper. And so what we've done is essentially uh, used a new technology um, uh, called DAX, uh, which don't ask me how it works because I have no idea, but it basically listens in the medical interview and it somehow knows what is just chit chat and it knows what is clinically relevant and it actually writes a note for you. So all the physician has to do at the end of the day is sign all the notes and it's extremely accurate. And so we need to engineer our systems better to promote what we call eyeball time, where you can actually look your patient directly in the eyes rather than looking into the medical record because the research shows that uh, healthcare workers spend more time looking at computer screens, looking the patients in the eyes. I think that is a major public health problem. Uh, and we have to engineer our systems better. That's what we've done here at Cooper to uh, begin to do that so that our we can let our doctors be doctors, let our nurses be nurses, and uh, let all the, the typing and the computer work go by the wayside uh, so we can provide better care for patients. Well, hopefully that um, DAX or whatever system um, we use scribes, but it's still not enough because we... Uh, book more patients when you have scribes, if you will. And um, if you, it, it um, helps to cause, um, I think uh, there is a major problem with the, what you would call the non-caring part of medicine right now. And I tried to give a little example. This is a wonder drug, if you will. That's what we are talking about with um, Dr. and I'm going to spell his name so you can get it in Amazon or wherever you're going, Dr. T-R-Z-E-C-I-A-K. The book is Wonder Drug, Seven Scientifically Proven Ways That Serving Other May Be the Best Medicine for Yourself. It's from St. Martin's Press. And as you heard, um, Dr. Treziak, uh, Treziak is, uh, and by the way, the, you can go wonderdrugbook.com as well, but Dr. Treziak is, as he said, a medical nerd, and they present convincing evidence um, of the scientific rationale for uh, compassion and serving others. Thanks very much for coming on and uh, for tolerating uh, 
my questions on this. Um, we are, of course, as usual, brought to you by Lice First Naturals, LiceFirstNaturals.com, uh, the makers of True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum. Uh, you can look on their website to see their medical research as well. Um, Dr. Treziak's book, Wonder Drugs, is co-authored um, by another physician from Cooper Medicine, that is Dr. Anthony Mazzarelli. Um, and you don't get to be the chair of medicine um, without doing an awful lot of good work. Thank you very much, Dr. Treziak, uh, for uh, coming on and for doing such important work on compassion.